0: 595. My name is Paul Garcia and I'm your host here on the Spurs cast. Today I'll be joined by Project Spurs writer Aaron Million. In this episode Aaron and I will discuss the Spurs' last two games, their cold shooting from three, and we'll highlight DeJounte Murray's play so far this season. Let's go ahead and get started. Aaron how are you doing?
1: Dude really really awesome man. Can't, can't thank you enough for bringing me up to the, uh, to the big boy podcast. We just <laughs> launched the uh, Texas half-court trap. Covering college basketball, the local teams, UTSA, Texas State, UIW. So, uh, getting the call from the big leagues, man. Yeah, dip my feet in the podcast bowl, so I really appreciate you for having me.
0: Welcome, welcome. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so, so you know, Aaron did join us, Spurs, Spurs, cast listeners uh, last season during the the, the season. Uh, his right as a writer. So, uh, if you know, you can check out his blog yeah, at Coming up
1: on the. Uh, so coming up on the year anniversary yeah that's that's pretty fun i totally so, forgot about
0: that's cool yeah so so we'll definitely have, you know you know try to put you here in the rotation with uh, some of our other writers that we have because the spurs cast sisters you know we usually bring on each writer from our site uh each week all right so uh, spurs cast sisters as you all know you know i we had just launched a, an episode this this past weekend um uh, michael de leon and i so there hasn't been that many games since then uh, there's only been two games and the spurs went um one and one in these last two games so let's go ahead and do a quick little review of what what happened the latest news uh monday they they got it they got a pretty good win you know 21 point win against the Portland TrailBlazers in Portland. Uh, we know that CJ McCollum had just missed uh, the, the, again that game for the Blazers, so the Spurs got a pretty comfortable win there. I remember all four of the vets: uh, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, Dijon. I mean, Demar Derozan. They all had over twenty points in that game. Uh, then on Wednesday, I mean, this is why you know you really want to talk, talk look at the record and con- uh, you know as a whole rather than just one game because the Spurs look terrible on Wednesday. They, they got they got demolished by the Warriors uh, by 22 points. Um, they were down by 25 as much as that, that, that as many points as that during the game. Uh, Steph just basically carved them up. I mean, he just got whatever he wanted. Andrew Wiggins played well. Uh, Kelly O'Brien Jr., Draymond Green, James Wiseman was just getting alley oop after alley oop. So yeah, you know we don't want to look too too much at just that one game because it does look really bad. Because I mean, coming off that that blade win it was really good you know spurs look, look, look like a dominant exactly team. so um you know Aaron yeah, uh, you know, through through 15 games you know they are eight and seven uh a year ago they were five and ten at this time so they have shown some improvement and you know let's just say that they that they t- that they executed well uh in every game this year you know in the final minute they could actually be 12 and three at best case scenario well let's just say <laughs> that they didn't execute well well then they could be exactly. four and 11 so <laughs> I, I think yeah So I think that the the best case scenario is the fact that like this, it was a bad loss against the Warriors, but it's only their third one where they've really been out of it. And we could just tell that there's only been three games where they've been, they had no chance. That was the first game against the Lakers, the, the, the the blowout by the Jazz. I mean, to the jazz. And then now uh, Mm. this Warriors game. So kind of just tell me some of your thoughts on first of all, these last two games, but then also just kind of your, your thoughts on this team. um, since This is your first time joining the Spurs cast.
1: Yeah, man, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. That that last game last night, that's, I'm kind of glad we're not going to go too much into it because I <laughs> honestly, man, those those late ones over in the West Coast couldn't do it, especially after that first half, man. I'm glad I gave up on that one. What I couldn't believe is that Steph Curry just, you know, he, he's carving, uh, carving us up. Like you said, it seems to me like the Spurs still had issues getting around those Golden State double screens and, you know, the, the backside screens are still giving them issues. You know, Golden State might not be the team that they used to be, but, I mean, it's still mostly the same system. You see James Wiseman, he's just, you know, getting everything. He's just dump off passes left and right. I think at one point it's just like, you know, you got to find whoever is guarding Wiseman, draw him out off some, you know, penetration, and you just dump it off to him, man. I think it was, what, 20, game, 20 points in this last game. Their shooting was just, you know, four of 33 in that Golden State game. That's really tough. Let's definitely, you know – Call it, call it, you know, an aberration, maybe, you know, one, one, one of the few games that they've been out of it completely, like you said. But at the same time, you know, I, my biggest issue with this team, and maybe it's a little bit of a carryover from last season, is they don't really keep that same uh, consistency of, mm-hmm. you know, playing the same style of ball no matter who your opponent is. Sometimes they play up to their opponent, they get a great win, and we're all excited and we're believing. And, you know, sometimes they'll get, you know, they'll play down to a lesser team, the Golden State Warriors, that they could have easily gone on kept that win streak going up to three games and, you know, instead you maybe you trip and now you're trying to bounce back at home against Dallas tomorrow night. So, I mean, it, it's going to be pretty interesting to see. I, I personally like the regional matchups too with Luca. Uh, you know, I cover uh, just about every team in Texas with sport radar. So I've gotten to see, you know, Dallas a little bit. Um, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of fingers crossed maybe that we can slow down Luca a little bit. It seems like every major guy has their <laughs> career night against the Spurs, man, you know, Steph Curry, <laughs> Uh Paul Pierce is saying Curry for MVP today on the jump. I'm like, dude, get out of here, man. He just played the Spurs. Like it's not, you know, you can't go all in on that. But I swear, man, even going back to the last season, it just feels like, you know, the 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 best player on that team, they end up going off Dame, I think, had 35 on the MLK Day mm-hmm. yep. game as well. So I mean, uh maybe it's you know the cops pops pops old adage of, you know, let their star player go and try and shut down the other guys. But I mean, yeah, Golden State, that's that's just a trip up game. Let's just kind of wipe that from our memory and keep going, <laughs> hopefully.
0: Yeah, I remember watching you right in the first quarter and I was like, one of the From for just my takeaway, one of the biggest issues with this team, I know I know they've gotten better defensively, but I really feel like they have mm-hmm. really good one, one-on-one defenders. You talk about Kelden you know, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, right. et cetera, but right. the, when you watch a lot of their mistakes, a lot of times it's it's because their team communication, that's one of their that's one of their areas that they're still working on, uh, and that's, that's you know, I've, I've talked about yeah. that multiple times, and so this is a team that, like you mentioned, does a lot of backdoor cuts, uh, backdoor passes, and that, and I just knew they were just going to carve them up. I mean, I mean and also, their pick-and-roll defense <laughs> has been an issue all year year and so when you have a guy like Steph just yes. kind of walking into the paint and doing whatever he wants whether it's scoring or dishing uh to his teammates I mean that was going to be an issue and you could just see it right there uh I agree with you though I mean they they were the Warriors were only favored by one point so there wasn't a reason for the Spurs to get blown out like this it was just more so like not you mentioned all. where um you know San Antonio just their their energy is not there in certain games uh like you mentioned mm-hmm. you know sometimes they do play down you know they could get a win against the Clippers or Lakers and all of a sudden you know they, they struggle against the Minnesota Timberwolves it's like that's just exactly, what happens man. and you know so so yeah, so, so but like like I said, I wanted to really um you know pro- provide some context and say you know they are eight and seven. Uh, I, I know that you know that that loss looked really bad, but you know overall they they really have been in all the in in all of these games. So let's go ahead and transition to our second topic. Oh, do you want to say something? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're saying you know the record. They're six and two on the road. So I mean, it, it almost yeah. seems like maybe. You know, I understand COVID, it, it limited, you know, fan capacity in some of these games, AT&T Center, we're still trying to get people in there. But, you know, the Spurs aren't one of those teams that, you know, maybe it's like a college team that tries to turn it on and off. It seems like the Spurs have been built off of consistency. So I, I think a lot of, you know, the the fan base as well as, you know, us as well, we're a little taken aback when we see this kind of inconsistency back and forth, man. It, you know, it really is kind of frustrating seeing Wiseman go off on Aldridge. I mean, Aldridge, one thing that's uh, one observation I had as well is that, you know, he's not even in the top five rebounders on the team, man. That's, that's really interesting as our big guy, you know, Jacopo is, you know, really doing it all from the post. Uh, if you want to get into Aldridge as well, but, you know, 13.5 a game, 4.6 rebounds through 12 games. Uh, that's, that's not going to cut it as much when you're one of the only big guys that the Spurs have.
0: Yeah. I no, no, We can actually talk about him. So I didn't put him on the agenda to talk about, but cause I had kind of uh-huh. talked to, I had talked about him just recently, just a few days ago, because uh-huh. I mean, Jakob has been playing. So cause Jakob recently had a really good game um, coming into the weekend. Right. Uh, and so, I, you know, I, I talked to Mike about that over the weekend. I was like, you know, we were talking about Yaka. Yeah. We we're like, you know, give LaMarcus some time. He's only played in 10 games. You know, he, he has been doing some injuries. He missed all the bubble, um, et cetera. Right. But man, again, four points. I mean, oh, no, first of all, let's go back to Tuesday. I mean, uh, Monday when he had against the Blazers, mm-hmm. he had what, 22? Remember he had, and I think he had 20 from mid-range, 20 right. points Dude, from mid him and,
1: him and Rudy Gay combined for 43 points. And so you're, yeah. you're loving it. And then the very next game, you know, they're but, only averaging 22.5 combined
0: exactly and this is this is his third game though of four points i mean just four points and so I, you know mike and i talked about this how you know he's he's it's gonna be harder for him now because Dejounte is becoming more aggressive uh, in terms of you know right. whether it's scoring or, or moving the ball you got Kelden johnson they're attacking the room non-stop you got lonnie walker now as a presence as well in that offense so he's almost been demoted it's like the, the fourth the third, or, or fifth option but like he needs to also assert himself and, and get himself involved now i know that see a lot of the what they did against the blazers was just picking on canter and, and his canter is a terrible defender they were just you know just <laughs> he was just he couldn't recover onto aldridge on uh, those pick right. and pops, the so Aldridge is just getting shot after shot. But now here you get you get an athletic, big like Wiseman who can you know move around his feet and and, and move around. You got Draymond Green, you know, helping out. That's a yeah, harder man. team to to get those nice shots against. And so all of a sudden, you know, four points. You know how. Uh, you know, they don't post him up anymore at this point. And he's kind of made some comments about that uh, in some of the post game right. interviews. But then also, you know, where else does he get his, does he get his scoring? I know he's good at the mid range. He's shooting over 50%. That's a good thing. But I mean, we're going to talk Always. about this in a little bit. He's, uh, you know, he just doesn't have that <laughs> three point shot at, at, at all. So what do you think about Audridge in terms of just going forward?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to it too, Weisman might've been the worst guy to even put him against. Cause these young guys almost run him off the court sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you, you know, especially, you know, going back to the last episode as well, it is, you know, an early season, he is coming off of some stuff. So hopefully it's more conditioning and more of, it's maybe a mental thing as opposed to like an actual problem with the offense, God forbid, you know, I, I like, I like where he stands, you know, in our offense as well, being as a number five though, that's, he needs to be the number two. I think he should be the number one and DeMar is number two, but you know, DeMar always does this dump-off pass kind of midway through a shot where he'll just kind of dump it off to somebody. And Aldridge needs to be that guy. I, per- I Dude, I'm going to coin this. I'm going to copyright it. I call it the DeManu Ginobili pass. I mean, it's just as wild. He's always halfway through a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. To somebody. I love that. I thought him and Aldridge would always be perfect. I think one of the first articles I ever wrote for Project Spurs was about how they can still compete. So mm-hmm. I-, I love that so I really do. I still believe in Aldridge. I'm not like one of the, you know, I'm not going to, placate the toxic fan base you know i'm not gonna do any of that trade stuff i really believe in the team i believe in the roster that we have right now um i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on the you know wait and see boat in terms of aldridge i'm always gonna root but yeah i I definitely think the jury's still out on that
0: yeah for sure you know and I'm just more you know I me mean, I'm like more analytical so when I see Jakob's like 36 right. numbers just skyrocketing compared to Aldridge, it's, it's like <laughs> that's it like, yeah. the that thing is like you know defensively you know Jakob's you know at, at this point you have to say you know just the numbers back it up I mean Jakob's a better defender at this point it's just what it is and so that's why if you do have Aldrin starting still and you have him as one of your core pieces whether well, it's mostly because he's giving you more something more dynamic on offense but right now you know that's it, in and out in terms of, of the production there um let's go ahead and shift on to our second topic and you know I kind of addressed this over the week on Mike and I was kind of just waiting to see if things got better and it's the Spurs shot from three. All of a sudden it's kind of fallen off. I know that they shot really well against the Blazers. Um They had, a, they I think they shot like 40 or, or 50% of that one game. But aside from that, before that they were struggling, they had had four games of shooting below 30%. And then they had, a, they had an abysmal night against the Warriors from, from downtown. Uh, they shot 12%, just 12% for 33. So let's go ahead and I, I want to just kind of get your take on, on their, on their three point shooting. Let's first look at some of the team stats. Um, you know, they take, we, we already know they don't take a lot of threes, uh, 31 attempts per game, which is 26 in the league. Their their accuracy has dropped. At, at one point, they were in the top ten. Then they were about league average. Now all of a sudden, they fall into twenty at the thirty five percent, thirty five point five percent. We can tell that the three is a big reason, a big part of whether, whether they win or lose. When they win games, uh, they're shooting almost forty percent from three. However, when they lose, they're shooting about thirty percent, twenty nine point five percent. So that's a that's a big part of it. Um, Coach Pop in this in this game, um, you know, against the Warriors, he said, "If you shoot four thirty three from three, your defense better be perfect." And I we kind of, quote yes, it, it is a really good quote because that's actually yeah. a really good, um, a portrait of what happened against the Rockets and the Wolves, where the Spurs did shoot thirty percent from three, but they had excellent defense in both of those games, and so and so they actually split both of those games. You know, they won one, they lost one. Which again, you can have a chance if you have good defense against the Warriors. They didn't have good defense, so they, you saw it happen. If you can't shoot threes and you play terrible defense, you're going to get blown out. Yeah. And so that that's a that's a case where you. you. You know, you you have to see if this is going to be if this is real or is just is just a bad stretch for them. Uh, I I really dug into this. I wanted to this is the first time today that I wanted to dig into their wide open threes. I was was really curious to see what what they're what they're shooting there. That
1: That was such Um, a good observation.
0: Yeah. And so they're, they're getting 14.7 wide open threes uh, per game, which is a very low number, 27th in the league. They're only shooting 38.6% on wide open threes, which is 20. So that's not, you know, I, I really feel like if you're getting wide open threes, you should be shooting 40% or better. And that's, that's kind of my, Spurs where offense. I get you. That's the yeah. Spurs
1: offense that we've known and loved. You know, they're not going to shoot a three unless it's a great shot. You play good shot, great shot. You might have a good look. You're always going to pass to the better one. Man, I, I love that one tweet you had earlier about how I think he said they dropped just two two percentage points in one game. Yeah, 37 is, to that's 35. Wild. That's yeah. insane. I've never seen anything like that. I was just like, you know, I'm an analytics guy myself with Sport Radar. So I was just like, you know, that, that makes no sense just in one game to be dropping, you know, percentage percentage wise. Are we going to go up two percentages in one game? That doesn't yeah. sound realistic, right?
0: Yeah. So, um. Yeah, and I mean, but, but I mean, I, I know, I know, people were tweeting me asking me, uh, you know, what's the last time they shot four thirty three or like just, you know, made four threes? <laughs> and I don't want to look that right. up because I, I don't, know how far oh, again. Again, no. they, they made some history right there with that, with that shooting. Uh, and then something else to note is that forty percent, forty seven percent of their threes are wide open, so they're not even getting over half their threes that are wide open I know that on defense they give the opponent over half their threes uh, that are wide open 55% of the opponent threes are wide open uh and then overall this was an issue for them last season was the three-point line their scoring battle there and they are losing that battle now by 63 points when you throw in what happened against the warriors uh recently so now let's really dive into some of the players here um what I've done is I've kind of picked apart uh I went through all the attempts and I and I put in you know who who makes the the biggest percentage of their gap from three and so there's really uh when I look at it there's about one two three five players who really that, that take Up ten percent or more of their threes. So the first player is Patty Mills. Twenty-two percent of their threes come come from Patty. Uh, He's shooting well. Forty-three percent overall. Forty-three percent on wide open threes. So Patty's okay. You know he can have some cold nights. And Patty
1: looks amazing. Yeah, for sure (laughs) lately.
0: Uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth has been stable uh, 15%. He takes, he takes, um he, he takes uh, responsibility for 15% of their, of their threes overall. And he's shooting well as well. 30% from three overall, and then 44% from wide open. So you leave, you leave Lonnie, Lonnie wide open. You're going to pay for it as a defense. Uh, Rudy Gay has had some trouble here. So I, I know that I've seen him uh, be a player who kind of fluctuates in terms of, of his percentage and his accuracy. So he, he's accounts for 15% of the, th- the team threes, just like Lonnie, but uh, overall his, sh- his three point shot is at 35%. Uh, and then his wide open threes at 37%, which is still good number, but again, like I mentioned, you want to be over 40%. So Rudy's one of the players that I've kind of highlighted there that, that is struggling on his wide-open three. Um, DeJounte Murray, uh, who we're going to give some praise to in a little bit, he's going to be our, our last topic <laughs> there, but in terms of his three-point shot, that's kind of you know struggling a little bit right now. Uh, he takes he, He's responsible for 11% of the team threes. Um, he's, he's shooting just overall 30% from three, from wide-open three, 35%. So again, DeJounte's having trouble there. And then the last player is Kelton Johnson. He's, he's accounting for 10% of their three-point attempts. Uh, and he's shooting th- uh, overall 35%, you know, not bad for and then oh and then wide open again 35 uh as, as well so um what, what 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 are some of your thoughts on on their three-point shooting in terms of these five guys because these are the pretty much the players who are counting for their threes
1: right yeah that's a large percentage of their offense right there i love lonnie walker that's what jumped out to me first is that he's actually stretching the floor a little bit hopefully you know the game is slowing down for him he's so athletic that if he gets that shot going i know 38 percent isn't you know it's not favorable, but he's he's good there. He's yeah. he's working with it. It's definitely workable. And for him to get that shot going, stretch the defense, blow by guys, that's amazing. Patty Mills, I don't I don't know what else to say about the 32-year-old vet, yeah. man. I mean, he's like the longest tenured spur. He's the guy now. I think we're all really sitting around wondering, is his jersey going up? His jersey's probably going up at this point. Just yeah, out, I think so. off of the, you know, the tenure at least, at the very least, he's one of the longest tenured spurs, I think, just Mm-hmm. total as, as just in franchise as well you know uh Keldon johnson i don't really think he needs to be taking that much no yeah, I, I, um, that, that was one thing that you know stood out to me a little bit too i was like you know 10 percent. he really needs to hang out around there he's another guy like lonnie well you know you you want that shot to maybe add to your game and you know add a, add an aspect to it but you don't need to rely on that especially the spurs one of the last teams that are going to rely on threes to begin with so Kelden really i mean he doesn't need to be doing that Murray, though, is interesting to me because DeJounte Murray is, you know, he's coming into his own and, he you know, he he gets a little bit of a setback. And I don't know why, man, I I, I can't engage with some fans on Twitter. <laughs> it's like everyone is not on the trading block, man. They're young guys. You know, it's kind of crazy. Right? We're getting in that age where we're around the same age or older than these guys. And you have to remember yeah. that, you know, he got handed the keys to the offense. And mm-hmm. it's one of the most prolific offenses in the NBA. He's doing all right, especially playing defense. You know, even when he's having a bad game. You know, that, that Warriors game, we got that steal and a dunk. You know, that's always yeah. something that will get you right back into it, forces Steve Kerr to call a timeout. You know, they try and cut the lead. It's at least something. Yeah. He's doing at least something. But in terms of, you know, a three point three point percentage, yeah, I don't really – I'm not too worried about DeJounte Murray. He, if anything, I would say, you know, same with Kelton. You need, you need to be shooting even less three threes yeah. than that. It's, I know that's almost, you know, taboo to say with the Spurs of don't take threes, but these are two guys that don't really need to be doing that. Um, I, I know Alder just tried to add that to his game a little bit. I know Lowes is even stepping up a little bit and just trying to facilitate the offense and get moving as well. So, I mean, I don't really think your guards are the ones that need to be putting up those threes. I do like, you know, that they are open. You know, the sad about the open wide open threes for the Spurs is incredible. I think they should always be shooting 50% of the threes should be wide open. You just have to get that percentage up. I don't know if it's, you know, a lot of these teams are saying, too, you know, with the the bubble and these these closed arenas, it's a shooter's gym. You would think that, you know, less fans, less stuff, you know, uh, what is it? Depth perception as well, even Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys numbers in the bubble were crazy. It didn't translate to the Spurs. We're going back in our arenas. It's not translating to the Spurs. I don't know if it's just that they don't want to shoot the three or if they, they can't. I don't I don't think it's a can't thing. But we've been asking this question for about two or three seasons now.
0: Yeah, and, and you know the, the thing is they don't really have that insurance anymore of Marco Bellinelli or Brent Forbes anymore. Like you know those two players are gone now, and they and they made up a huge chunk, you know, along with Patty of, of the threes from last year. Now one one positive right. is that they are going to eventually get Derek White back. Uh, and, you know, and then just talking about some other players who who do take some threes. Aldridge, uh, you know, nine percent of of the team shots from three come from right. him. He's struggling, you know, like you mentioned, twenty five percent from three right now, thirty uh, percent from wide open three. So at this point, it's mm-hmm. it's more valuable for him to just take that mid range because he shoots over fifty five percent. So it's just a better it is. shot for him. If
1: you're gonna miss it, then you might as well just step in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Devin Vassell, you know, a rookie is actually shooting very well. Um, he, he's only accounted <laughs> for seven percent of their of their three-point attempts, 35% from three point attempts, thirty five percent from 45 percent from wide open threes. You leave Devin open, whoop, you are going to pay for it. And then DeRozan, you All know, right. it doesn't take him that much. Like we saw early on in the, in the first few weeks of the season, just six percent of, of the team shots from three come from him. Uh, he's he's mm-hmm. making about thirty three percent overall, and then forty two percent wide open. Uh, but you know, I don't really count DeMar as, as part of that, that that group that takes a lot of threes. So um, so what do you what do you um not not attribute this to? But I guess I, I should ask you where do you see this team in terms of let's say even when Derek White gets back where where are they in terms of their in terms of being uh, in their accuracy where do you think they're at like what range so
1: I think they slid down to eighth last night if I'm correct right they slid from fifth to eighth I think they're still a playoff hunting team especially if we can get these three points up that last thing I want to touch on with DeMar though I mean his his shot selection I think has always fit the Spurs offense he's mm-hmm. always been a high efficiency shooter even his three points I mean maybe he's not taking that many They're still high efficiency you can't mm-hmm. bother you can't really complain about that I think personally, the Spurs can make a run of the playoffs. I thought they could have made a run of the playoffs last season. I think this streak—it's there's no better time to start over and start a new one, especially with where we're at right now. I know the West is tough. I know, especially the way things are going—you know, game to game, you know, playing down to your opponent, playing up to your opponent. If you're playing all these high-intensity Western Conference games, hopefully they play their energy up to that, and you know they mm-hmm. stay in that kind of bubble Spurs mentality. We love what they did in the bubble those last eight games. I really appreciated it. I think a lot of fans got us excited for it. And you know, uh, at the same time, you know everybody is getting better. So, what is your way to adapt? What is your way to improve in the off season? It's not so much about Aldridge uh, getting back and getting rehabbed and getting back to where he is. You got to get better. We have to get mm-hmm. better as as a, as you know, a team overall. Just shooting wise, one that's one improvement on the defensive end, man. I you know, it's the Spurs. It's the Spurs defense. It, you're absolutely right. It looks more like a team communicating issue as opposed to, you know, the athleticism. These guys are lanky, young, mm-hmm. fresh legs. Lonnie, DeJounte, you know, DeMar can even still get after it on defense. Yeah. I really think, you know, we should be one of the better defensive teams in the league. Three-point shooting, uh, you know, mid-range game shooting. If we can if we can just keep, you know, our mid-range where we're at, slightly improve on the three, we're a playoff team for sure. It's, there's very real minute adjustments that they need to make to be right where we were last season or even past where we can get that, and you know, back to where you know, I think what Spurs fans are used to in terms of the style of ball
0: yeah and as far as their accuracy where they're going to end up uh, you know for, for the season you know i'm still kind of waiting it's only been 15 games like we mentioned i want to see what it looks right. like, for like 30 or 40 games and that's kind of where we know exactly. what they are the players and, and the team uh and i i think that it goes back to that coach pop quote you know where they show you know if you if you're going to struggle from three as a team then you got to be able to play good defense and so they were able to show mm-hmm. that against the rockets and, and wolves like i mentioned uh but you know that game against the warriors you don't play good defense in one game and that's it you're going to get blown out if you're not making three so so again we'll, we'll kind of wait and see what happens and, and one other you know play one other player who's coming back eventually down the road is Derek White, you know, he he's a good three point right. shooter, he's a solid three point shooter, great
1: defensive guy too,
0: so, yeah, and he, and he'll help out in terms of taking some of those threes, um, you know, off the pressure of like Murray and, and Marcus and Kelton Johnson, right. Um, Let's go ahead and uh, uh, close our last topic here. And I want to talk about Dejounte Murray just because you know it's hard when they come off a blowout <laughs> loss. It's hard to talk about anything positive, you know, from, from the team. Anything positive? <laughs> yeah, had, had, it, had it been the game <laughs> after the Blazers, I would have been. I would have had so much more, you know, positive to talk about. You know, all of a sudden, just <laughs> to be we recording on, on this evening on a on a Thursday evening. Anyway, Dejounte, like you mentioned earlier, he, he did play well despite the loss, you know. And so I kind of want to talk about him, just kind of what he's doing this year. I know we've mentioned him here on the Spurs Cast several times. That's how good of a year he's having. Where we're talking about almost week after week. Uh, so let's go ahead and dig into some of his um, his stats and kind of just. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts. On him, um, uh, base stats you know, 15.8 points per game, which is second on the team behind only DeRozan, uh, 45% shooting overall, 2.1 free throw attempts, which is third on the team, uh, behind DeRozan and Kelden, 7.3 rebounds per game, which is first on the team. Uh, although Kel- Kelden's giving him a lot of uh, competition there for for being the leading rebounder. I couldn't
1: believe that, man. I triple checked yeah. that so many times. I just knew I was it's... off or on a split or a PER or per 36, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just, what is that?
0: It's wild. Like every day uh, after the day after a game, I come home and I crunch my numbers and I plug them in. And uh, sometimes <laughs> Keldon actually takes the lead. Sometimes Kelvin actually takes the lead in terms of total rebounds. But right now, Murray yeah. is, is, is first. Uh, 5.5 assists, uh, second on the team, you know, only behind DeRozan. Uh, 1.8 turnovers, which is second. That's something everybody's been talking about, how he doesn't turn the ball over that much compared to hit the number of right. assists he's getting uh, at 32 and a half minutes. Um, so what I did was, I just wanted to say, you know, who else is putting up in the, in the NBA as a whole stat line, similar to DeJounte. So I, so I did on um, hmm. points, um rebounds and assists and steals those four categories. And it was only right. Dejante, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Nikola Jokic three, that's it three players. <laughs> so then when you wow. turn it, when you, when you show the fact that Dejante doesn't turn the ball over, you know, less than two times a game, uh, Jokic and, and Giannis out, and Dejante in his own category. So, you know, it does show that Absolutely. he's, he's putting up some numbers right now, um, you know, that are, that are in a category of his own. Um, as far as his offense, we've kind of talked about his three point shot, but the rest of his offense, I think one of the biggest um, areas where he's really improving, and you've seen him sustain this all, all year now, is his, his his ability to attack the rim. He's getting there. 31% of his shots are coming from the restricted area. That's the closest area to the basket, which is second on the yeah. team only behind Kelden. Uh, 24% of his shots come from there. We mentioned already that about how he's struggling from there. 23% of his shots come from that non restricted area, that little floater range. Uh, and then 22% of his shots from mid range. Um, so, you know, he's saving mid range for last at this point, which is, you know, even though it's his bread and butter <laughs> shot, he's actually only going it if he really needs to uh he's right. shooting very well still at this point 66 percent of the restricted area um 30 percent from three like we mentioned 34 percent from the non-restricted area which is that floater range and then 45 percent from mid-range um so what have you just uh thought about his shot so far in terms of d- just yeah shot man absolutely
1: I-, I love that player comp too with Giannis and uh and Jokic too because he's the only guard doing that he's mm-hmm. definitely the only guard in the nba gonna do it i mean russell westbrook we're still trying to figure out what's even going on with the wizards mm-hmm. but i've always had that player comp of Dejounte murray Russell Westbrook, even Russell Westbrook when he was at UCLA. That's always been DeJounte Murray's game. He's always been able to get to the rim, even before the ACL injury. He still has that same explosiveness. That was one of our biggest concerns that year. I mean, he's there. No one's, no one, I I think it's, you'd be hard pressed to even remember that he was out for a full year. So in terms of his game improving, he's coming into himself, coming into his body, you know, coming into, you know, he's with clutch management now too. So I'm sure there's a little bit of that going on with it as well. But yeah, no man. I think that's always been his game. He's definitely facilitating it more. Him and uh, I think it's him and Demar. They combined for what was it, thirty-three assists? Yeah, mm-hmm. or eleven each. I mean, that, that's yeah. that's insane. The other night against Portland, so that's great. I mean, that's definitely something he needs to you know always keep going with. Especially when you you know Jokic and Giannis, they're not they're not initiating the offense. They're not the point guard the way Dejounte Murray usually gets the ball rolling. I know the Spurs are a very assist driven team, but he's bringing the ball up himself. But yeah in terms of that man uh, getting to the hoop that's always been it he needs to keep doing that rely on that that's your bread and butter your mid-range I get it and you know the three point the three point we've already had that conversation as well but that's in terms of improving or just constantly taking that step up he's still getting better imagine where he'll be at the end of the season or even in the bubble to now I think there's an improvement there's a significant improvement he's been in the gym.
0: Yeah, and one of the areas though that I think is is really um, shown improvement is just his finishing. I really feel like like in years past he's had trouble finishing around the rim, and, and so you see it now. He's making sixty six percent of his shots that are the closest area to the basket, and then you see him how he's driving the ball a little bit more now. Um, he's second on the team in drives, only behind DeRozan. Um, for, any, anytime he takes a drive, there's a forty seven percent chance he's going to shoot the ball. There's a forty five percent chance he's going to pass it, and and four um, percent chance he gets to the line. So he doesn't get to the line that much, which we noted that. Right, but. This is really incredible. Just a two percent chance that he's even going to turn it over on a drive. So, that, so again, it shows that he's taking <laughs> care of the that's ball. That's incredible. And and you made that that Russell um, Westbrook um, comparison earlier. And, and you know that's that's a player also that I've i saw as far as Dejounte his game after. But Russ turns it over a lot. Yeah. And that's the thing is Dejounte's done a oh, really good gosh, job yeah. <laughs> uh, of um, <laughs> of not turning it over. And then one of the one of the things that makes Dejounte really unique is the, is the defensive stats as well. You know he's a really good Absolutely. defender. He is a second in, in the past he was a second All NBA level defender. So let's look at some of his defensive stats. Uh, right now he has fifty deflections, which is Four, I mean, which is first on the team on the Spurs team, but fourth overall in the league in terms of total number of deflections, and he has and he leads the team in tw- with 22 steals. Um, I've just noticed some players that have been his primary matchup that pops. You know, had him guard mm-hmm. um, John Moran, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell twice, uh, Dame Lillard, like we mentioned the other night, and then Steph Curry. But even though that Curry one doesn't look very good for any of those Spurs players, <laughs> uh, so let's not it's mention funny. that stuff. Uh, and then as a secondary defender, you know, when it's not Lonnie or Kelton getting the other primary matchups, he's guarded players like Kyle Lowry and Donovan Mitchell as well. Um, so what, what do you want to say about his defense? And then also the fact that.
1: On the defense, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's a guard driven league to even have a guy that can match up on those guys and not get just exposed. That's incredible. So, to have a guy that matches up well against them, you know, slows down their offense, actually impedes their momentum at times. You know, DJ, man, I, I love that. Uh, what was it last season, too, where he got in a little tiff with Harden when he was still in Houston? He has that dog mentality, man. You are not going to go off on him. He's going to take it personally. He doesn't need to score the ball to influence the game and affect yeah. you know, the outcome of games. When he does that, it usually benefits the Spurs. But even when his offense isn't going, his defense is one consistent thing that he has always improved on. It's constant growth. Constant acceleration, you know. I I love where he's going. Is this is this fourth or fifth year? Correct, right?
0: Yeah, I think four. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Yeah, So yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Even
1: it's hard for us to even you know compare him to anybody. I think for his draft class, definitely he's one of the main guys that's been able to you know have a staying staying power in the league. But just in terms of he's our guy now. I mean, we we ended up you know moving moving on from Tony Parker to Dejounte Murray, and we haven't had a Constant rotation of guards the way some teams in the NBA have. I think the Spurs have been really lucky with that. Spurs fans really got to just sit back and relax on that one. It was a great pick. It was a great move. And it it is turning out still well. He's still, he's still growing into the player that he can be. I think the Russell Westbrook comparison is even funny because yeah, turnovers, not even comparable. And I'm sorry, I think DeJounte Murray's defense is better than Russell Westbrook's at times. You see how Russ can almost check himself out of games. We never were talking about DeJounte Murray's attitude. That's yeah. one of the last things you hear about on the court is, you know, he's not really, you know, all in. He's all in on every play, every defensive time, every defensive possession. You know, he's slapping the floor like old school. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah. you're not scoring on him. I love that. I love that kind of mentality.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. So I just looked it up real quick. Uh, he is, it's his fourth year. So, so, yeah. So, yeah. It cool. feels like yes, he hasn't yeah. been there that, that And even that long. without
1: an injury year, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, man, that's, 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 that's impressive.
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the biggest issue. I mean, the, the two biggest things from 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 what I've seen in terms of growth is uh, like like I mentioned, the turnovers really just doing a good job of there, and then not 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 turning it over. And then also, like I mentioned, finishing at the rim, he's just gotten so much better at that. And that's an area where I, I didn't know if he was going to do that. Um, I thought that like this season he would he would continue he would like try to more expand his three point shot. I didn't think he'd actually do work on going to the rim. And so yeah, right. so so you know he's just having a, a really good season so far through fifteen. He's improving on uh, things uh, that you
1: through. don't even need him to improve on. Like that's incredible. Yeah. That's a really good aspect attribute to have as a young player.
0: For sure. So, so yeah. So, um, again, Spurscast, I know it's only been two games again, coming off that warriors loss, it <laughs> does look horrible. It does look horrible for the team. Uh, but again, when you sit back and you really look, look, look back, you, you do notice that this team has been very competitive in all of their games, pretty much except for three. And Absolutely. I know that warriors one was one of those three. So again, you know, they've had a chance where they could, they could have be really good right now or, or, um, you know, it could be not they could be the opposite. Uh, but again, not so the, the one, the one player who could, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one player who will be, you know, coming back as a core piece is going to be Derek white in the future. And, you know, every day that the injury report comes out, I constantly, look to see oh wait is gonna be questionable is gonna be probable because i think that time's have, coming up you yeah. know it's been about almost two or three weeks since pop last said that that he was gonna you know start getting ready to come back here so so again we just kind of watching derek White should be coming back uh pretty soon here in the near future so um just just uh one last reminder spurs cast sisters make sure to visit Projectspurs.com. um uh, steven and uh, steven anderson's uh continue to provide analysis after each game uh also our latest prospect watch by benjamin bornstein is over kai jones uh so make sure you check out ben's work you know as the as the uh, draft um you know, it's coming about next year, but Ben's obviously um, getting everybody prepared for that. Uh, thanks to Aaron again for joining me here on the Spurs Cast, and also to Michael DeLeon for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Product Spurs, stay safe and have a great day.